Today on the news and why it matters, ah, the impeachment trial finally coming to a close as the vote is finally happening on whether or not to allow witnesses. Also, Bernie Sanders surging in a new nationwide poll. Oh, what does that mean for the Democrat Party? We have got a lot coming up on this Friday, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Friday. We've got our beer. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, today joined once again by Austin Fletcher, YouTube host of Fleckas Talks, Austin Fletcher, in the flesh. And Austin, I just have to say, it's so hard for me because I, like, we've known each other, right, for a while. But I still, I always read your name as Fleckas, and I always want to call you Fleckas on screen. But you have a real name, and it is Austin. I have a real name, and it's Austin. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. Do you get, when you get recognized by people, do they call you Fleckas? Mostly Fleckas. <laughs> and I also want to use this opportunity to thank you, because you were actually the first person to ever share one of my videos three years ago. Wow. Well, Here you're I welcome. I, this is, it's, it really is. It's so full circle, because I was as some of you may know, or a reporter on the Blaze.com's website, uh, like my next two guests, which I'm going to introduce in a second. And Austin sent the video, and I was like, this guy is good, and we posted it. So I like to uh, think of myself as responsible for your entire career. It's fine. All, up to, all for you. Yeah, all yours. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, the Blaze.com's own Aaron Colon and Giancarlo Sopo. I got to do it. And do Giancarlo it. told me that there is now a new emoji that's coming out. Yep. That's the Italian, Italian. Whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll think of you every time I use the Italian Giancarlo Sopo. Uh, got a lot coming up. I know you guys want to get to the news. Whatever. It's Friday. We're having fun here. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about impeachment. But first, I just want to address uh, yesterday's episode. So some of you who are watching on YouTube may be wondering where yesterday's episode of the news and why it matters went well. Uh, YouTube unfortunately removed the post because uh, they there was some news about the you know the impeachment trial and the whistleblower and Rand Paul and in delivering the news uh, YouTube decided to censor that news. So with that being said, we would like to remind everyone that there is a place where you can see the news and everything else uncensored, completely uncensored, because we here at Blaze TV believe in free speech. Uh, you can go to blazetv.com. If you use promo code NEWS, you will get $10 off of your annual subscription. Again, I mean, we're addressing some of this uh, impeachment trial stuff, but that particular subject, we can't get into the weeds on. We can't really give you the full story on until we go into overtime on Blaze TV, because uh, the big social media overlords don't really believe in uh, all that much free speech. So, Please, if you want to hear the full story, you've got to go to Blaze TV. It's just a, a very sobering reminder of uh, what we're up against when it comes to censorship and big tech. BlazeTV.com, promo code NEWS. Um, so I don't want to bore the audience with this regurgitation of what's going on with impeachment. I think the American public is tired of dealing with it. We've been dealing with it for way too long. It's, you know, Russia part two, uh, it seems. But uh, President Trump, as of the time of this taping, I will say as of the time of this taping, uh, they have not yet had a vote on allowing witnesses. But it seems that he is headed for acquittal in the impeachment trial after Senator Lamar Alexander's decision to stick with Republicans and vote no on uh, allowing allowing more and new witnesses. Now, Mitt Romney, of course, came out uh, just earlier, just a few minutes ago, and said that he will be voting yes on allowing new witnesses. This isn't, I don't think, a shock to anyone sitting at this table. Um, I don't think it's a shock to the people in Utah 
who really have had it with Mitt Romney already uh, because his polling numbers are underwater. So we'll see how uh, how he uh, how he deals with that back in Utah and what his constituents think about that. Uh, but all sources point to, yes, Donald Trump is going to be acquitted. Now, whether that happens later today, again, as of the time of this taping, we're not sure whether that happens later today or Monday uh, remains to be seen. And Senator Collins, Aaron and Murkowski, have they come out and said yes or no on the Collins vote? has said she will support witnesses. Murkowski has still not officially announced as of this time. Okay. Um, I believe that if she was to say that she would support witnesses, that would set up for a 50-50 tie. And so then that would be kind of interesting to see how that would be settled. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, and feel free to make your points about impeachment as we have this conversation. But what I really want to get to is the optics and the way that not just Republicans, but Democrats have kind of swallowed and internalized um, what this impeachment trial feels like. Because, you know, we do obviously have an election happening in November uh, that all of this impeachment trial is kind of setting the stage for the election in November. I want to go to uh, CNN's John King. Um, Last night, again, our episode got removed, so we're going to be real careful what we say here, YouTube. You're welcome. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of a lot of talk about the uh, Rand Paul's question that John Roberts denied. Um, John Roberts denied to ask Rand Paul's question. Rand Paul's uh, issue was that he didn't say anything wrong. He didn't, uh, you know, allude to any sort of whistleblower. Why was my question blocked from being answered. Here is uh, what John King had to say about the argument of, uh, you know, the whistleblower testifying. Watch. Rand Paul went first and allowed him to ask, he asked his question. Uh, His question uh, named somebody that Rand Paul believes to be the whistleblower. The Chief Justice has made clear he wants no part of that, will have no part of that, and he's not going to do it. Uh, Rand Paul continues to air his grievances. He continues to air them in other ways on social media. I'm not going to help him promote that. Uh, He thought it was important to do this in this setting. Um, even his friend Lindsey Graham uh, said, while well, he thinks there's a quest, there are legitimate questions here, this was not the place to do it. Uh, so that, call that a political stunt. Uh, Rand Paul would say it's a principled argument. Republicans make a good point. The whistleblower started all this. Why has the whistleblower never been questioned? Shouldn't the House, Demo- uh, House Democrats have found a secure way to do that? It's a legitimate point Absolutely, of debate yeah. as we go through this. Uh, is outing the whistleblower in a public setting the way to make your point? I think we could have a conversation about that. Now, when you have John King uh, making the point that Republicans have a really good uh, point, ugh, you might be losing your, uh, your base there or at least having your base question what you guys are really doing in the impeachment trial. Um, I want to get, uh, gentlemen, your thoughts on this, but let me bring in really quickly, and I'll get your thoughts on both, Chris Matthews, who uh, his commentary was very interesting as well. You wouldn't think that you would hear this on MSNBC, but uh, Chris Matthews is predicting that there is a good chance that President Trump will win re-election with today's stage the way that it's set. Watch. It's a bet. It's a bet. It's a pick, as we say. It's a mm-hmm. pick. Uh, but I do think it's always interesting to put it all together, the, the, the universe. Bernie's rising. Bernie's going to do very well. I've been saying this for two weeks. He's going to win the first couple. He's, he's rising. That's telling the Republicans they got a good shot at reelecting this president, whether they like him or not. They're facing a future of hell if they go to war with Trump right now. As an yeah, politician. absolutely. So it's all part of a big picture. So, um, Austin, you would think that if this impeachment trial, you know, the Democrats felt really solid 
about what it looked like and at least how the American public viewed it, they wouldn't be going on national television making Republicans points for them or, uh, you know, saying, hey, if Bernie wins, Donald Trump's got it in the bag. I mean, you would think that they would be hammering home all of the reasons why Donald Trump should be impeached. Yet that's not what they're doing. Yeah, it seems like uh, they, the Dems are more concerned about the perception of the impeachment rather than the impeachment itself. And we see this a lot um, with all these issues, uh, the wall, the border in general. It's all about the framing of the issue. And once they kind of lose some ground, they try to reframe it. So with the whistleblower, you know, you can't say his name. You're outing whistleblowers. You're putting people in danger. Like, while that might seem true, but that's, you know, also the person we need to be talking to right, right now, 100%. So they keep reframing and reframing. And every time they do, I think they kind of lose that chunk of the apolitical middle and also that chunk of, like, the moderate, you know, rational Democrats. So they keep doing it more and more. Bernie will maybe uh, might be the most popular, and it should be an easy win for Trump 2020. Yeah, um, I agree with Austin, Aaron, that they keep reframing and reframing. And while they do that, they're also losing context, right? We're losing context of why the this particular person is so important to hear from when you're talking about overturning the results of a 2016 election. Well, I mean, it's like we've completely lost why he's relevant to the conversation. Right. And because we've gone so far from the point of that complaint, people probably barely remember mm -hmm. what was in the complaint. And mm -hmm. if you go back and remember, there was a lot of secondhand information. It wasn't like this guy had a lot of things that he had witnessed and seen and told somebody. Right. A lot of people gave him information. He compiled it and sent it in. And because of the way that that complaint was put together, it makes it very important to know what were the motivations and who was involved? Because this argument that the Republicans have been making that this is a sham impeachment, it's kind of become a cliche thing to say, but it's important because who put this together? Was it a pre-planned thing? And that's what it appears to be, especially when you consider the connections to Schiff and the Intel Committee and things like that. Yeah. So it is important for us to hear from him. I'm not sure that the impeachment trial is the right place to hash that out, but there does need to be some accountability for the fact that this was clearly put together in a very political way as a coordinated attack to put together something that was impeachable. And that's what we're kind of forgetting. So where do you, I want to get your thoughts as well, Giancarlo, where do you think is the appropriate place to hash that out? Or that, not? I'm not sure. And that's probably why some people like Rand Paul are doing it now because they're saying, well, there's probably not going to be a bigger stage for me to do this, which is mm -hmm. why he hops out of the Senate room and mm -hmm. goes and does a press conference. You and know, everyone's going to move on, right? Yeah, everybody probably is going to move on. But it, I think it is important for us to hear more from this whistleblower, from the inspector general who talked to the whistleblower, and just, again, to know how this was connected to the intel committee and the investigation that started all this. Yeah, Giancarlo. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with him. Um, if I don't really care so much about the whistleblower's identity or any of that stuff. What I care about are what were his communications with Schiff. And then as far as, like, what to, to, to what Chris... How about, hold on, what about yeah. his background? I think his background is, I mean... What matters are like the underlying facts, right? And mm -hmm. I, I think it's very clear now that there's no there's there's no there there, mm -hmm. right? The president didn't engage in anything illegal. It's not illegal for the president to uh, encourage a, a a foreign country to investigate uh, possible corruption involving American officials or American nationals. So there's no there there, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as like the the 2020 implications of all of this, I think. Joe Biden has been thrown under the bus. If you look at his favorability ratings, they're now upside down. He had he had been by far one of the most popular public figures in America for the past eight years or so, uh, and and now it's it's gone completely sideways for him. Uh, his campaign's been a train wreck, and so you see you, what you've seen is a process of elimination that Bernie Sanders is benefiting from. I'd like to think that that President Trump will soundly defeat Bernie Sanders, but. Uh, I, I, I don't think a Sanders candidacy is good for the country, and, and here's why. The, um, 
the media is and the DNC, they are going to gaslight this country mm. for the next nine months into believing that Bernie Sanders is some kind of mainstream figure, that he's been mischaracterized. They're going to accuse every Republican of engaging in McCarthyism. Um, so I don't think that's healthy for the country as is. I think it's great for it's probably very positive for the president, though. I hmm. uh, want to get more into Bernie Sanders and how you guys see that playing out, because uh, up next we've got these new Sanders nationwide polls. He is, is quite a jump, quite a jump there. Uh, we've got a lot to get into after the break. Sanders is now in a virtual tie with Joe Biden nationally. This is right before Iowa, of course, right? Iowa, the Iowa caucus is Monday. So everyone is uh, paying very close attention to the polls. Now, in Iowa, anything could happen because, as we know, they don't just walk into a voting booth and simply cast a vote by themselves. There's a lot of swaying uh, going on there with all of the different caucuses. But uh, Bernie Sanders has the support of 27 percent of Democratic primary voters. That is a six percentage point jump just from December. Uh, And Joe Biden follows closely at 26 percent. Now, that is down two percentage points from a month ago. Elizabeth Warren trails both of them at 15%. Mike Bloomberg, uh, below her at 9%. He actually jumped over Pete Buttigieg, who is at 7%. And then Klobuchar and Yang are at 5 and 4% respectively. Um, Now, I did find this particular part of this poll interesting as well. Um, Less than half of the respondents to this poll, which was an NBC uh, Wall Street Journal survey, 45% said that they would definitely vote for their first choice. I mean, that's not a lot to me. Only 45% said that they would definitely vote for their first choice. To me, right, either they're swayed or they're just not passionate about any of these people that they're hearing from. What do you think, Austin? Yeah, it seems like they're not really excited and they're kind of stuck with these options, like the establishment option or the anti-establishment option. They saw what happened in 2016 with Hillary and Bernie the first time. And a lot of people I talk to, they just, you know, they'll support Bernie Sanders because he seems like a genuine guy and he's nice and you can tell he cares, stuff like that. Um, I think Joe Biden won't get that same apolitical push if he ends up being him. So either way, how it plays out, I think there's, uh, there's an upside to both. You know, if you're going to go against the establishment person, Joe Biden, he loses the far left. If you go against Bernie, it's going to be easy with the talking points to go against socialism and, you know, kind of prove why some of his ideas don't work. So there, there'll be some upside to either one, I think. Do you also think that um, minor things that we don't think about, like uh, maybe the weather in certain places in certain areas might actually factor into who wins in the Democratic primary? Because, you know, if we're seeing numbers like, eh, I might vote for him, I might not, I don't really know. If it's, let's say, snowing in Iowa yeah. or New Hampshire or any of these places on the day that they're supposed to go in and cast their vote, are they even prompted to actually make the trek up to there to, to cast their vote? Yeah, I think the Bernie people would. Yeah. I think the Joe Biden people, you know, it's hit or miss there. You can kind of tell that by just re- uh, reception at these rallies. You see, obviously, the Trump rallies. There's thousands of people overflowing. 
just waiting to be there and, you know, prove a point, show a message. And when you see, like, you know, Joe Biden's events, no one's really excited. People are kind of showing up, they're holding their signs, they're going through the motions. Um, I don't think that that base is as loyal mm -hmm. and as, like, you know, excited about 2020 as they should be if they want a chance. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of our advantage, I think. Yeah, like, who do you know is excited about Joe Biden? I know a Joe lot. Joe Biden isn't even excited about Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe like, Biden's telling people not to vote for him. Go vote for someone <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, I don't care. Vote for if whoever it, you want. If yeah. the candidate himself is not even asking for your vote, I'm not sure that you could be excited about his candidacy. Yeah. Like, I know people who like Joe Biden, who thinks right. he's a nice guy, who have, like, right. warm feelings about him, and I, I get it. Um, but at the same time, I, like, Bernie does have an, an army of committed Bernie bros mm -hmm. uh, who will go out in the snow and caucus for him, right? And that's the other thing, too, right? So it's like on-the-ground operations matter a lot in Iowa because it's a caucus state, and that's, like, that's a whole process within itself. What's going to be interesting are, like, the candidates who don't make the 15% threshold, Right yeah. in, in in these caucus sites, what happens then to their supporters? Like they start lobbying each other there. Um, those Bernie Bros are are, are I, I I get trolled by them all the time on Twitter, and I'm I'm telling you, like like they're they're pretty they're pretty out there. Yeah, and energized. Yeah, for I think, sure. I think what that poll shows is that Bernie's been under attack a lot over the last few weeks for different things, and those attacks seem to have backfired. I think people are looking at what happened in 2016 with Hillary and saying. Well, if this establishment is really trying to suppress him again, maybe he's somebody I should take a second look at. And so those attacks seem to have given him sort of an attention and sort of drawn people to him as an alternative to what didn't work before and to what they believe is corrupt already. And so I think he's being boosted by that, by those attacks. And now that he's weathered them, he has so much momentum going forward. Mm -hmm. I think we could see his poll numbers get even stronger as Joe Biden is running around telling people, I'm so old, I might need my vice president to take over. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bernie Sanders is in a perfect position to take control of this race. Which is interesting because you know, if you look, well, at least the attacks that I've seen really have been on his ideals, right? These are his platforms that people are attacking or his field staffers who are, you know, calling for Republicans to be I put think, in gulags. I think that's not even being covered, though. That, that's, that's what's crazy yeah. about it, right? That, like, the media's not even covering this stuff. Like, this guy's like an open communist. Mm -hmm. And I, I know I've said this before, but the fact that, like, the media... Uh, is shielding the American public from his extremism and his extreme past. Like we were discussing, uh, like off air, that even while all the socialist parties in Europe were turning their backs on the Soviet Union, Bernie Sanders was still going to bat for them and going to bat for for communism in Latin America. Uh, that says a lot about about, about someone, and, and the fact that he's being normalized to that degree, and that Americans are not being exposed to that information, I think is really troubling, especially if. We go into a general election because then they're going to work overtime to protect them. Mm. Aaron? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Those attacks, the, the really significant ones are not cracking sort of the mainstream media in terms of his staffer saying, you know, people should be thrown in gulags, re-education camps. The more extreme parts of him are not seeing the light of day. The worst criticisms that are really getting public are like Elizabeth Warren and the, the women can't win thing. And people didn't really respond to that except to say, maybe I believe Bernie and I think Warren is a liar because she's lied so much before. Mm -hmm. So the attacks that are actually breaking through to the general public actually seem to favor and boost him. And you have to believe, Austin, that Elizabeth Warren, I mean, she, she's she's crashing and burning, right? I think we can all agree. This is, I don't see her poll numbers going back up. I think she's already had her peak and it's downhill from here. Eventually, she's going to have to throw in the towel, right? Do you see Elizabeth Warren's supporters naturally flocking to Bernie? Because I don't know who else they'd go to. 
Uh, maybe, but not not in the numbers that they kind of would hope for. Really? For any team, I don't think. Um, maybe Andrew Yang? I mean, where do they I, go? Yeah, I think it would be more of an Andrew Yang type would be the next. I think the Andrew Yang is kind of, if the Democrats wanted to get back to normal, like in 2024, like run an Andrew Yang type, that kind of thing. But right now, yeah, it's going to get ugly after everyone starts dividing up because no one really is fully in line with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually think the, the big problem that Biden has in this race is in, in, in a weird way, it's Michael Bloomberg. Because yeah. Biden should be absorbing, I mean, it's very clear that, that Pete Buttigieg is a lightweight who has no business running for president, right? Uh, he runs a city, I think, like half the size of Irving How or something. How homophobic yeah. are you? Well, so he's a lightweight that has no business running for president. Yeah. His supporters naturally should be going to Biden. Mm-hmm. But they're being absorbed by Michael Bloomberg, who caters to a lot of like these upper educated liberals who hang around at cocktail parties and they, they, they want to feel enlightened and, and educated. And, oh, I'm, I'm so progressive. I'm voting for the first gay man for, for president. Right, they they right. want to have that feeling. So yeah. like. Bloomberg appeals to those people, um, you know, and, and, you know, and so he's absorbing some of the, that vote that it should otherwise be going to Biden. And he's not having to get on the debate stage. He's not being subjected to the same scrutiny as these right. other candidates. He's just flooding his ads out there. Yes. People are seeing him and becoming aware of him. But he's not being really challenged in the public spotlight. So a lot of people are probably like, he seems pretty good from the messages that he is presenting to us, which mm-hmm. are very packaged. But if he was to get on the debate stage and be challenged for things, maybe that would change a little bit. And thank you for bringing up uh, that wonderful point. We do apologize if any of you tuned into the show and were bombarded with Michael Bloomberg ads on YouTube uh, oh before you watch this. I Can't get, get away I yeah, I know. I get complaints about that all the time. I'm like, I, we don't have control over what ads play before you watch this. So I'm really sorry if that's what you actually had to see. Uh, before we go, we'd like to wish a fond farewell to John Delaney. John Delaney, who, by the way, was the longest running Democratic candidate in the 2020 race, if you Oof. can believe that. Right? John Delaney, Giancarlo, okay, he's been running for president since July 2017. I mean, you know, they say the early bird gets the worm. That is not, in fact, what took place here. Uh, Unfortunately, Delaney was too reasonable. He was a capitalist. He didn't believe in going super crazy in Medicare for all and all of those things. And that's where you end up in the Democrat Party in this day and age if you don't believe in all of the crazy liberal policies. So farewell to John Delaney. Uh, Hopefully you can find better ways to spend your money at this point. Take a break. He's been running for like three years. I know. Come he on, need, You need a rest, John. All right. Go go, go vacation in Hawaii or He also something. looks like that waiter from The Shining. I just want to point that out. <laughs> wow. You, you know what I'm talking about? Dilbert Grady? No. All right. Sorry. I'm sure everyone else does. I yeah. don't know. I can't picture it. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> really, the, 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 the now guy, I have to look it up. The guy who spills the drink on Jack... Coming up in overtime, again, we'll get to the really meaty uh, part of the impeachment trial nonsense that you can't hear here on YouTube because of, uh, you know, big tech censorship. So you're going to want to tune in. You can go to blazetv.com, use promo code NEWS. You can get $10 off of your annual subscription. And don't forget, subscribe on YouTube to Flecka's Talks. We'll see you in overtime. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. 
Eric Charamella, Eric Charamella, Eric Charamella. Okay, I said it. That's the name of the alleged whistleblower. Somebody cut right? her mic. Cut her mic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to be intimidated by YouTube. To, well, everyone else is, but I'm not intimidated by YouTube taking down our video because we are actually saying something that literally everyone knows. If you go to Google and you type in E-R-I-C, C, it will finish the rest for you and it will say Eric Charamella whistleblower. No one is giving away top secret information. Now that I've got that out of the way. Uh, arrest Rand Paul, hashtag arrest Rand Paul was trending on Twitter. It probably still is because there are a bunch of imbeciles that apparently have a lot of free time to spend on social media. Uh, a bunch of people are really mad. We covered this on the show yesterday that uh, really mad that Rand Paul had the audacity, had the gall to actually ask this Question. Now, again, he asked this question. He submitted the question, I should say, in the impeachment trial to uh, Chief Justice Roberts, who then blocked it. He said he would not read it. Now, this is the question verbatim. Okay, verbatim. Here's the question. He said, are you aware that the House Intelligence Committee staffer Sean Misko had a close relationship with Eric Charamella while at the National Security Council together? And are you aware and how do you respond to reports that Charamella and Misco may have worked together to plot impeaching the president before there were formal House impeachment proceedings? I don't see the mention of any sort of whistleblower connection there at all. Did I miss it, Austin? I don't think you did. And the Democrats pretending like, why would anyone need to know this? So we should arrest Rand Paul. Arrest Rand Paul. Uh How's that going to go? Right. Yeah. Well, and also, it, like, it, there, he, what he did was not a crime. And I'm so tired of Adam Schiff controlling the media and making everyone panic and freak out anytime you say the alleged whistleblower's name is Eric Charamella. Oh, my gosh. Look, there are not magic handcuffs that just appeared on my arms because it's not illegal for someone who does not work for the inspector general's office to say the name if there is a report that comes out that has the name on it. Rand Paul did not do anything illegal. It's a, I did not it's do a anything smart thing illegal. to do because if you write it on a card and send it to the chief justice and if he refuses to read that name, as what does chief that justice say? Justice just outed well, them. Well, there he is. As now we know who it is. We know it's Eric Tarmella and we've got to stop. We can't pretend that these connections don't exist and it, it's not going to happen in the impeachment trial because clearly if Roberts isn't going to let it happen, then we'll have to move on. But we can't let it go once this trial is over. We do have to pursue these connections and the fact that he was heard talking about removing the president back in what, 2017, right after the inauguration, talking to Misco, who Schiff then hired mm -hmm. shortly after the call to coordinate with the whistleblower. So these things really matter in terms of government accountability, potential corruption in the Democratic Party, and how things will move going forward. Because if this playbook can work, then it's going to be used again by one side or the other, and that's not something we want. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't have a problem with John Roberts not reading the question. My problem primarily... Why not? No, look. I mean, if 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 there was a if there was an agreement beforehand that the whistleblower's name was not going to be read into the record, I and like okay, fine. Then you honor that agreement. That's I, I see this like small potatoes. What 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 I want like investigated is how did this whole thing come together and what were the relationships between uh, Caramella, Caramella, whatever, Caramella, Caramella, yeah. Uh, I can't pronounce a Paisan's last name. Apparently. <laughs> that um, is sad. So, um, what were the relationships between him and Adam Schiff? Was what, what was conspired beforehand? That's what I really want want to know. And I but you can't find that out yeah. if you abide by what 
Roberts seems to think should be the standard, which is you're not even allowed to, to yeah. say his name in any sort and of I th- context. I think the question is I don't trust these guys to even just to like honestly reveal that, right? So like I, I don't trust Schiff to reveal that during the Senate trial. That's something that's going to have to be investigated through the Justice Department or by the Inspector General or, or someone's going to have to look into this. Yeah, Aaron. I think a question a lot of people have is what is the specific justification for not letting this name be said in any context? Right. And so that, I think that's the reason why yep. Republicans keep trying it, because they're saying, you're making this decision that we cannot ask questions about this person in the trial, but I don't, I haven't seen a good explanation of why that is the official policy and it just will yep. not be allowed, and that's a problem. Well, it's just so funny to me that they're, they're playing this ridiculous game that, you know, well, we should arrest Rand Paul because he said the whistleblower's name, but if you really look at the facts... They wouldn't have known that that was the whistleblower's name just based on what happened. They're saying that because they already know that that's the whistleblower's name. Therefore, Rand Paul isn't disclosing any top secret information that everyone didn't already know. I mean, John Roberts didn't say in his response to Rand Paul when Rand Paul submitted the question, John Roberts did not say, uh, I actually can't read this because it has the whistleblower's name in it and I'm not going to read it. He just said, I'm not going to read the question that was submitted. He could have just... uh Here's a third way. You know what he could have done? He could have just read the question and omitted the name. Yeah. Yeah. Just said, blah, 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 alleged whistleblower. Right, but it's like, but you can't make the connection to whistleblower unless you already know the whistleblower's freaking name, which means Rand Paul did not disclose any top secret freaking information. Yeah, the whole thing's kind of silly. I mean, I mean, the fact, like, everybody knows who this person is. If there was any other context, his his name would be read. But again, like, if that was the rule I was agreed to beforehand, I'm fine with honoring the rule, but let's not also pretend that, that this guy is out of bounds or that he's like some kind of sacred cow that can't be slayed. The big complaint has been about not allowing all the documentation, not allowing more witnesses, not allowing more transparency. Mm-hmm. And from the Democrat side, this is a big bit of hypocrisy to say this source part of this impeachment can't be read into the record, but then Republicans are bad because they don't want to allow whatever documentation or they don't want to vote for Bolton or whoever else to testify. I mean, it's got to be both ways. If you want full transparency, at some point there has to be full transparency. You can't play it both ways. That's a great point, uh, Aaron. You know, Democrats are saying, oh, we, we have to hear from John Bolton, but we definitely cannot hear from the person who initially started this entire impeachment sham. Seems a little bit weird. Yeah, they want to have it both ways. And, you know, if they do bring Eric C. Up to, <laughs> nice. know, they, they do bring him up. Eric or they, CIA. <laughs> man. <laughs> um, if they do, you know, ask these questions and bring this person in, it's like that's kind of what's going to bring impeachment, you know, to a, 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 bring it to a halt and yeah. just kind of stop it in its tracks. And they kind of know that. So they, they have to do whatever they can to keep this afloat. I, I, I kind of get it for the, from the Democrat point could of view. Could they not just depose him privately? Yes, they and could. N- without naming him? Yes, they could. And redact talk to his him name. and then mm-hmm. give us the information and then we could play our little no-name game but mm-hmm. still get the information yeah. from him? I mean, that's an alternative, I think. And I think it's very telling that they won't actually do that. You know, you saw Adam Schiff backpedal whenever he said, oh, we had a whistleblower come to our office and he told us all these things. And, you know, then they said, "Okay, well, we need to talk to the whistleblower. Let's do a closed door thing. And he's like, I don't think testimony is necessary. He lied from the beginning about whether his his staff had communication with him. So from the very beginning, he's been deceptive about this. And that's something you have to pursue. Yeah, this guy has an issue, clearly. I mean, he should go to therapy or something. He has like some compulsive lying issue. Wait, Adam Schiff or? No, Adam Schiff, yeah. He's got an issue. 
I mean, I, it's yeah. like kind of an evergreen thing to say about the uh, the left. But um, no, just really quickly before we move on, my favorite thing that I saw last night was someone who said um, they like listed the statute that was the intelligence um, uh, employee or whatever uh, act protection act, and it was meant for covert CIA operatives. So if you disclose the name of a covert CIA operative, you risk, you know, a $50,000 penalty and ten, up to 10 years in jail or whatever. And they posted that, that statute as proof that Rand Paul did something right. wrong. And I'm like, uh, he worked in D.C. at the State Department. We're not He's not against, a covert CIA operative. We are not against whistleblower protection no. in general. But at some point, there has to be accountability for this. And at some point, he can't be anonymous Forever. And That's asking for him to testify is not retaliation. No. That's just natural. That's just, what's going to happen you, when you, you try put yourself to into this president. when you decided to file that complaint. Right. So at some point, you got to talk about yeah. it. I, I really do Last want word. this investigated, though, because just, just like we never got to the bottom of what happened with Feinstein's office during mm-hmm. the Kavanaugh hearings, mm-hmm. we need to get to the bottom of That's what happened great. here. That's a great point. And you know what? I already forgot about it. Yeah. I totally forgot we never got to the bottom of that because it seems that it's out of sight, out of mind for uh, Americans. Everything moves so quickly. The news cycle uh, recycles everything out and we don't talk about it. Uh, CNN. Mm, CNN so woke. Uh, they were covering the coronavirus, which, of course, uh, the death toll keeps rising over there in Wuhan, China. Uh, but that's not what necessarily that they wanted to cover over at CNN. Uh, CNN actually took issue with uh, President Trump's coronavirus task force. So CNN Politics tweeted out, coronavirus task force, another example of Trump administration's lack of diversity. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So apparently... Uh, Austin, whenever you are dealing with a uh, very uh, infectious contagion, what you need to be worried about is making sure that you have diversity in your team. What could possibly yeah. go wrong? Busy day at CNN. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. There's a virus outbreaking everywhere. It's you know spreading fast, and we need to make sure there's someone who you know sleeps with the same sex. There has to be someone who was born a boy and now is a girl, and then we can kind of handle this problem. I don't really get it, but I'm not surprised. And it, the normal people in the middle are kind of like, guys, who cares? Let's just get this coronavirus under control. Yeah, it's right. like, like, like we need a transgender albino Muslim <laughs> midget. You know, you know, just make, don't talk about my yes. doctor like that. <laughs> you know, like, if I walk into a sense. hospital and there's a bunch of straight white men, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this could be, this is a pretty good uh, indication for why their ratings are so low. Aaron. Well, we, we don't even know who those people are. We don't know how they were appointed. We don't know. You do, though, Trump they're white. Or, well, sure. So they're all white supremacists. They're terrible. Probably. Blancos. <laughs> they look like Our, it. Question, are there any white people who are not white supremacists? Probably not. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but we don't know where they came from. We don't know that Trump handpicked and said, oh, white, 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 black, get out, white. Like, we, didn't, we didn't probably do that. It's it just in headshots, probably. <laughs> right. It's so ridiculous. Uh, this one's black. No, no go. Uh, Hispanic, nah. I think Trump is sitting in the Oval Office, like, throwing minorities out of all potential offices. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. Do they know what they're doing? There's a time to talk about diversity. I think it is important in certain contexts. That was not it. That's my only stance on it. Yeah, curing a deadly virus. I just just give me the best scientists. I don't care what color they are. Right? I mean, I don't want you are. concerned with affirmative action when someone's trying to save my life. Yeah, just send over <laughs> the best possible scientists you can. That's what I care about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. The Super Bowl is, of course, Sunday. Who's playing? No, I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> Kansas City, which was what I was going to get into. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, defensive end Frank Clark was, uh, he went to his press conference and he was wearing this weird sweatshirt of Trump and Kanye meeting. And um, here is what he had to say when he was asked, because of course he has to be asked, what's the deal with your shirt? Ew, why do you have that big orange Batman on your shirt? Watch. Hi guys. So, can you explain the shirt? The hoodie? Yeah. Oh man, I got it from my good friend in LA. Um, at Zero's. Zero's is a clothing store. No, never forget, man. Y'all know the moment when um, Donald Trump met Kanye. You know, very historical moment in our history. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it a good sign that he got laughs there? Yeah. He was relaxed. It was kind of he's obviously he does a lot of things for attention. So, you know, take it for what it is. But it's a good sign, I guess, that he's not being blackballed for wearing a a shirt Mm -hmm. with Donald Trump on it. Right. Definitely diffusing tensions a little bit. I think we have more situations like that. People can start to come around, realize Trump's not that bad. Uh, The running back on the team as well also posted a picture, I believe, with uh, President Trump. And it's nice to see that they're just respecting the office. Mm -hmm. I think the post uh, for the running back was, you know, I I came from nothing and now I'm meeting the president of the United States, most powerful man in the world. Like, that's good. That's an accomplishment. That's how it should be seen, too. It kind of got out of hand. It's been two personal attacks on the president. And if we can kind of win these people over and get things back to normal, I think after 2020, we can kind of get this country back on track. Who are you going for in the Super Bowl? Uh, the Chiefs. Are you? For that clip alone. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think when it comes to that shirt, I mean, Super Bowl Media Day is a circus. Yeah. And people think about, well, what's the thing I can do to make the biggest splash? And I'm sure nothing made him happier than the fact that wearing that shirt got him that question. Who knows what his political views are? I don't know. Mm-hmm. He got the shirt from his friend's store, so it's just publicity for his friend. So, I mean, I don't think it's anything to take serious. It's nice that it was not turned into a big moment. I hope nobody's writing think pieces about how Frank Clark is now toxic because he's supporting Trump or normalizing him. You gotta believe it's somewhere out there. I'm sure it's out there, but overall I think the reaction has been fine. Funny joke. Who are you going for? Um, Well, not the guy who wore the Trump shirt. I mean, (laughs) no. I'd like Kansas City to win. Okay. Um, I don't know anything about sports. I'm going to have to punt on this one. Um, No punting. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm actually, I'm only half kidding. I actually do like football quite a bit. Um, I thought it was funny because like we do have like these double standards where so somebody like like Colin Kaepernick can come to a press conference with a shirt with Fidel Castro on it, mm-hmm. and that's apparently socially acceptable. But you know it's controversial for him to wear a sweater with Donald Trump and Kanye on it. Mm-hmm. Just I, I think that says a lot about culture and how and and where we're at. And as far as who I'm going for, I yeah I think San Francisco is a beautiful city. But I sometimes I wanted to like sink it, to the bottom of the ocean. It used to be ten years ago. I'm, I'm saying aesthetically, it's beautiful. If 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 if, if, if you, you if you take if, away all the poop, if you can look past the poop on the floor and just look upward, it's it's quite nice. It's a nice power wash. If you live in <laughs> if you live in a city full of poop, you need a Super Bowl win to uplift yeah. you. So I, I would be I would That's be okay fair. if they won. You know, they need something. Yeah, to, but I want Kansas know. City to win. Yeah, it just it's hard to. I'm sorry, you live in California, don't you? It's mm. hard to root for a team from California. Oh, I agree. It's yeah. really hard. When's the last time you were in San Francisco? Uh, six months ago. Really? Okay, yeah. so you go there often. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 it is as bad as we're saying, right? Oh, like, horrible. It's terrible. Like, very expensive apartments, 2500 plus, you know, for a one-bedroom, not even a studio. And you go downstairs, and there's people shooting up, and feces everywhere, oh. and they're just used to it. Yeah. It's like how it is. I, it's unbelievable. One of my best friends from high school lives in a nice neighborhood. He's a guy who did, he did well for himself in tech. And even he's telling me, he's like, dude, I, I don't feel comfortable with my kids here. Yeah. I mean, I was just there 10 years ago. And I mean, 
to me, 10 years is not that long of a time if you're talking about, I, I didn't see any of that there, none of it. I mean, I, obviously, I, I went to all the tourist areas. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to Ghirardelli Square. I went to all of those places, and I did not see any of that. The hotel, I felt safe, none of that. And it's just amazing to me that just in a, less than a 10-year span, really, because this problem started several years ago, that you've seen it go from really a beautiful city to as Austin said, needing a really bad power wash. Yeah, you got to, like, honestly, when you line at the airport, just keep driving, head up to Sausalito, and you stay in Sausalito, which is quite beautiful. Uh, but Sonoma. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's, like, really like, like an hour and a half north. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, just absolutely gorgeous. Like, that area is really pretty. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, I'll just, I'll be tuning in for the commercials. I'm not, I, I, hate I like football, but I'm not. Out. I don't care. I don't care about either of these teams. All those commercials are getting spoiled beforehand on Twitter. I don't. I like know. That well, I like now, yeah, be, yeah. Now with social media, used to like we really hadn't seen them ever until the Super Bowl, and yeah. now everyone releases them early to see how many views They're they no can get. They're no longer Super Bowl commercials. I heard. Yeah. I don't know if Bloomberg has released his ad, but I heard that he's got like some big gun violence. I heard he bought all ad. ads and just <laughs> all, every single ad the in the Super Bowl, Bowl yeah. will be Mike Bloomberg. It's a Bloomberg Bowl. And in other news, there will be many. Suicides uh, the night of the Super Bowl. Uh, all right. Yesterday's poll Does the impeachment trial of President Trump make you more or less inclined to believe that there is a bureaucratic deep state in America? 98% of you said more inclined. That is one of the, uh, the biggest numbers that we've ever had. I think maybe 99 we've had before, but that is really close to 100%, 2.4 of you are wrong and said less inclined to believe that there is a bureaucratic deep state in America. See, Austin, you're new here. I just insult the viewers who don't vote the way that I do. I like to just insult them. It's a really winning strategy. That's how we weed out the real from the fake. The real fans will get it right. Uh, Today's poll, will Mitch McConnell be able to end the impeachment trial today? Well, you better hurry up and vote on this, but if it's already happened by the time you're watching this or listening to this, don't cheat, okay? Don't cheat if you already know what happens. Will Mitch McConnell be able to end the impeachment trial today? Yes or no? What do you think, Austin? I think yes, but after hours and hours, either late tonight, I think late, late tonight. Oh, I just want to see, I like seeing them work late and on weekends. I really love seeing that happen because they get so much free time and vacation. And will they go Saturday if they don't finish today, or will they push it to Monday? I don't. I don't, uh, I don't know. Them. But but with the impeachment trial, you know, last weekend, yeah. they were delivering arguments, and you know, Trump's defense was up there, and they everyone had to be there. And I was like, it's about damn time you guys worked on the weekend. Right. Yeah, I think they'll get it done today. Late. Today. I think Democrats will use whatever stall tactics they can, whatever yeah. motions, whatever you know, long comments they can. But I think they'll get it done today. Uh, I think it'll go to tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think it might. I think that it might go to Monday. I think they might finish it all up on Monday. Uh, either way, I can't wait to hear uh, Adam Schiff's, you know, theatrics on how this was just—it's incredible how there's a big cover-up. The Republicans are covering up everything, and uh, I'm sure their ads will just be completely insufferable. Unless Nadler runs up there and steals the mic, like Wasn't Leroy Jenkins. Right? That was amazing. Yeah. Did you did you see that? No. Oh my gosh! So Nadler, yeah, you're gonna have to listen to us for like two more minutes. Uh, Nadler went up when Robert said, "Does anyone else?" Yes, the question anything? It was basically the last question yeah. of the night. Yeah, 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 and and Nadler. <laughs> 
you know, waddles up to the mic, and Adam you can hear Adam Schiff. Jerry, you can hear Adam Schiff going, straight up Jerry, there. Jerry, Jerry's like, no, Jerry, no, Jerry, no. That was his moment. You're not taking that away from him. <laughs> so great. Uh, I'll tweet that out for those of you who have not seen it. Let us know what you think, uh, and don't cheat if you already know the answer. Will Mitch McConnell be able to end the impeachment trial today? Yes or no, gentlemen? Thank you Thank for you. being here. We'll see you Monday. Oh, what are we? I like that you have a signature. Actually, so it reminds me of Inglorious Bastard. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.